I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anubham Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and on today's episode, I'm thrilled to host Nitin Mathur of Tawaga Robot Advisory Firm. We've known robots for a very long time, okay, for a variety of reasons, and that's why I'm actually thrilled to have one after ages in the studio. And we're going to talk about what's been happening in robots, how how Tawaga is different, market outlook, and much more. Right after this short break. And welcome back, Nitin. Welcome to Paisa Paisa. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, listeners. Thanks for having me. Okay, <laughs> Nitin, you're here for the very first time in the studio in Bombay. Could you just tell us about Tawaga for our listeners, folks? That's T A V A G A. You can check it out on the internet. It's among the oldest robot advisors. I remember, I think back in I don't know was it 2015 or 16 or 17. I used to talk with Ravi on Twitter, and we used to do a lot of you know back and forth at that point of time. Of course, now it's 2023. Yeah, you guys, you know, <laughs> thankfully, Tachu is still around. Could you tell us about Tawaga and you know stuff like that. Sure. So Tawaga is uh, India's uh, probably first robo advisor in that uh, definition of robo advisor. Now robo advisor in SEBI's parlance is online advisor with no human touch point. So this is what we do. We originate advice on our platform and then we distribute it through our various broker partners, going only into exchange traded funds. You know, so we have a SEBI's license there, which is of RIA Registered Investment Advisor, and we work under that. Okay. So I want to start with you know the use case. Out here, which is that retail investors lack high quality advice because high quality advice is typically meant for H and I's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you guys are a SEBI registered investment advisor, and you know the club Pesa Pesa guys. I've interviewed about six of them in the last year. Please have a look at those episodes because you have full access to that. Let's delve into that. Why is there lack of high quality advice to retail investors? Sure. So Anupam, when we started, you know, the whole idea was uh, that uh, sometimes the advice is very ad hoc. You know, when you go for retail investors, you know, they are very much dependent on their local branch relationship manager, either through broker or bank. You know, wherever they are relying on, it's not sort of very, very sort of qualified in our humble opinion. The whole idea of Tawaga, the way it originated, was you know, and we we were the bunch of guys who had worked with institutional equities. So we we had worked, we had advised like best of the pension funds and mutual funds globally on quality of advice and so on. So we said, yeah, why not? Take this advice, you know, which we know it's top quality, like back tested, and really, you know, top of the class. Why can we like not knock out intermediaries and offer it directly to retail clients and kill all the conflict of interest in the value chain? More importantly, kill all the fat layers of you know fees or or sort of trailing fees or whatever you call you know kill all that and offer it directly to retail. And importantly, be very consistent with the advice so that it's free of human biases. You know there. So I want to talk about two things out there. I'll start with the first one: the advice ecosystem. Okay, let's get into a bit of detail about that because these days anybody, anybody, literally anybody can give financial advice, rent versus buy, and you know SIP versus this, and lump sum, blah blah blah. If someone were to come to you saying, Nitin, please help me make sense of this, one. Mm-hmm. How should I learn, and two, where should I start? What would be your answer to him? Uh, so yes, that, that's a good question, Anupam, because uh, there's a very fine line difference between financial learning and financial advice. You know, so idea is that uh, if you are like learning something by for an educational sort of purposes, you know, it is very different. But typically, the way somewhere our Indian system is corrupted as well is that you know suddenly it crosses that fine line and jumps into advice straight away. People looking on social media for stock tips and this and that, Telegram channels and so on, right? So I. 
idea is that learning and advice are two very different things. You know, this is where somebody should like keep a very strict uh, sort of, you know, line about, you know, what they are trying to learn versus uh, they're all they are seeking like financial advice totally there. Like our first level of financial learning when you were a research analyst and I was a research analyst in our previous lives we came from our first degrees where we studied finance, you know, in textbooks and then we like practiced it for so long, you know, learned from gurus of the industry and then moved on to our own versus what we see right now. It's like hmm. that very different, you know, use hmm. cases there. <laughs> You're not on Instagram, you don't make real reels. No, we do make reels. But good stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the second part is mis-selling. Okay. We, you kind of touched upon that in the first answer that you gave. When a retail guy goes to a bank, he's jumped upon by at least 10 different people hmm. selling all kinds of random stuff. Yeah. Somewhere in the social media world, that's also translated into absolutely random telegram channels saying that this stock will double, triple, etc, etc. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about that in detail. How to the problem of mis-selling and why should our listeners really pay a lot of attention to where they're getting advice from? Yeah. So, idea is, uh, the joke goes, Anupam, really that, you know, when you're going to your bank or broker branch, you know, so the, the person that you're interacting there is not trying to solve your problem. This person is trying to solve his problem <laughs> or her problem, <laughs> which is monthly targets, right? So, essentially, that's the background and it's the sad reality of this world out there, you know, that uh, retail customers, especially, you know, rely a lot on, you know, these banks and br- brokers for retail advice and so on. And somewhere, you know, anything which gets pushed on, you know, which is without understanding their problem statement is, is a very big mis-selling factor, which we need to sort of, you know, address it straight away. So advice, the word advice is very holy to SEBI right now that, you know, not a- anyone can re- can use that word advice even in their company language or company definition per se. Likewise, you know, wherever your conflict of interest lies, you need to disclose it as well, which is not done on social media definitely, you know, where the lines are crossed like left, right, center on a daily basis. But hopefully, you know, we'll also mature as a market very soon and, you know, we'll get those regulations in place. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand, you know, the, if I take the side of in whatever finfluencers or whatever mm-hmm. in their credit, they do create a lot of content. Now, you or, you or me might have some opinions about it, but they have the audience. Yeah. Okay. It's free. Yeah. Okay. And they can say whatever they want, but only the really good ones rise to the top. And of course, they must be doing something right. Yeah. Okay. Versus the actual people in the profession. Okay. Mm-hmm. Advisors yeah. like you, maybe chartered account, whoever it is, mm-hmm. who charge people for a certain service. And there's a big gap between the yeah. two. They, I don't whether the gap will be filled or not. Regulation is trying to catch up somewhere and say that you, know, you can't really say everything rubbish on social media. If I am someone who's consuming this free content, okay, mm-hmm. what would be a few guiding principles for sure. me? You know, when who to take seriously, yeah. who not to take seriously. Okay, yeah. like I, we're literally on one podcast, which yeah. is also doing the same thing. Yeah. But uh, what mm-hmm. what do you say? So first, just a devil's advocate uh, avatar or version there of the story that you have to give credit where it's due to some of the influencers. And especially, you know, ever since pandemic stuck, you know, the, these influencers have been marketing SIP as a concept, you know. And I think one of the main reasons why we are seeing 14,000 crores of, you know, retail money coming into the retail markets uh, equity markets via SIPs is probably because of influencers. You know, they've like reached very broad audience in tier two, tier three cities where traditional brokers, banks were like struggling to reach and so on. So that's a good part which is being done yeah, definitely, yeah, right? Absolutely. Where it gets messed up, you know, essentially when they take it too far, you know, they just try to over leverage, you know, there are some events being marketed, there are some stocks being pushed, you know. So those are the factors where SEBI needs to come down really hard, take a, a sort of, you know, hard stance on some of these things. Now we've seen these things coming uh, in Australia. We've seen these things coming in regular 
regulations in the UK, even in US, you know, the meme stocks and others were eventually being sort of, you know, uh, addressed very harshly, you know, in terms of how how they were being so marketed on social media and especially even I say media houses as well somewhere, you know, they, they, they are the ones that need to be regulated a little bit in our humble opinion. Yeah, tough mm-hmm. one. Okay, so before we go into the break in the second of the show, Nitin, active versus passive, right? Because <laughs> passive has become massive. Yeah. Okay, what's your your view on this shift mm-hmm. and how it, I mean, your model is to recommend. Yeah? Absolutely. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, Tawaga, by virtue, advises uh, the robo-advisory module, we advise only into exchange-traded funds. Now, the core philosophy is that you do not need thousands of mutual fund schemes to solve your personal finance problems. You know, all you need is a combination of five or six good exchange-traded funds and that will do the personal finance bit for you. ETFs, you know, exchange-traded funds or index funds, you know, can be another alternative solution to it. So, the whole idea, Anupam, is very simple. As markets mature, the fund manager's capability to outperform the market diminishes. And that's where ETFs become suddenly like a uh, really the talk of the town or you know really good sort of you know instruments to invest in in fact uh, I mean slightly technical but if you've seen the latest SPVA reports you know 95-96% of fund managers on a three year rolling basis actually underperformed the benchmark indices in the large cap universe and that's where ETS uh, you know the cost saving is the only alternative which re- which is there for retail investors and to you know lend into that so that's the origination and that's the cyclical shift of you know towards ETS that we are seeing right now not only in India but globally as well and that's been the underlying principle of Tawaga advisory as well that we charge for our fees we have no conflict of interest and then all the cost savings that we are doing for our investors our clients is going directly into ETFs Okay, ETFs and index funds um, I see your tribute, you know, you're using the word ETFs a lot um, do you have a point of view there between the two? Uh, yes and no I mean like maybe five years back I would have said that probably you know this is better than that one it's just a convenience factor and effectively and in a country like India we have 10 crores uh, DMAT account now so probably that line is diminishing more and more so slightly more biased towards ETFs than index Funds. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm just um, I like the fact that there's a whole range of ETFs now. That's right. Yeah, ten years ago, twenty years ago, this was literally non-existent. There are more than hundred ETFs in this country right now. Hundred? Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know, you know the issue is liquidity, uh, price discovery. I don't know. What's your view on that? Is that you know? Uh, it used to be an issue earlier. Not so much right now. Hmm. The the good ones, the better ones from the big uh, sort of fund houses. They have very good liquidity. Market makers are there, which are being appointed by the fund houses. Uh, especially tracking error is like getting reduced except for the black swan events that we saw you know the tracking errors are really in control and you know so those things are not really a concern that much now. yeah and this is a good point to take a primer of ETFs versus index funds basics let's talk about that you know how is an ETF different from an index fund let's let's get to the absolute basics sure so like just like mutual funds you know the index funds also you have to understand it like as a pool of capital which is being sort of subscribed and then you participate in that pool of capital to buy some tracking instrument now what happens at 11am let's say you suddenly become nervous about the markets and you want to sell it off. So the basic difference which will happen between index fund and ETF is that in index funds you will get the day end NAV while in ETF your 11am call will be 11am call and you get the NAV which is there uh, on 11am. So that's the basic fundamental difference you know that is uh, there in terms of execution of course there's a, a DMAT account which is required for ETFs you know and there's no DMAT account required for index funds and then there are hundreds of other you know small small differences yeah, which yeah, are there so, as well. Yeah. So folks there you go and ETF is a brokerage product I mean you know you need to have a broker for that you call him up or do it online and you get your daily price uh, you get your intraday price yeah, for price. an ETF and index fund you get the end of day price you do not need a DMAT for index funds although I, I don't know I don't know why people are putting index you know, mutual fund units in a DMAT I have no idea why they do it but okay whatever rocks your board guys and of course Club Passive as a subscribers remember that if you want to listen to like an almost an hour episode geeky episode from the product manufacturer and from the exchange Anil Kenali and Mugesh, Mugesh Agarwal that's DSP 
म्यूचुअल फंड एंड एन एस सी डेड अ मैसेव वन आर शो मेनी ईयर्स अगो ऑन पैसा प्लीज चेक दैट स्मॉल ब्रेकआउट ऑन दी अदर साइड एक्चुअल प्रोडक्ट दैट तबाका ऑफर्स मार्केट आउट लुक क्या लगता है फीस कॉस्ट स्ट्रक्चर ब्लाब्ला Okay Nitin let's talk about Tawaga the various services that you offer the various products that you offer within your service like for example do you also do you know all financial products like insurance and ETFs and mutual funds let's go into that so Anupam uh, the fundamental problem that we started addressing was uh, advisory and no conflict of interest you know so that was the biggest uh, differentiator that we had you know we started with robo advisory you know where people were setting up their goals and that was going into ETFs you know it's a very good product for anything for anyone in the 22 to 40 sort of age bracket I would say you know problems started happening when the complications increase you know when you age up you know you have like more number of dependents you might have sort of more sort of complications in your financial needs and so on you might like to mix it up with stock investing directly which is what has happened in the lockdown as well in last 3 years people have been buying left right center you know looking at to all the advice which was available the DIY investor community mushroomed a lot basically and this is where portfolios got messed up a lot so we are still trying to solve that problem with technology but unfortunately you know uh, under the robo advice domain we don't have that solution right now so what we are doing is we just extended that to something called customized advisory that we take these portfolios offline one of our advisors in the team actually goes to the portfolios and then we advise accordingly of what to buy what to sell and there the spectrum is full because it it, it actually includes uh, investing into equities uh, bonds fixed deposits even you know and anything which a personal finance doctor would need basically so we essentially qualify themselves ourselves as like a financial doctor there looking at a 360 degree uh, you know sort of a portfolio and then advising on that but mm-hmm. for anyone with less complications in the portfolio who would like to keep it simple let experts run the show robo advice is the perfect solution out there yeah so you're saying that you accept both types of people one with an existing portfolio and one who's absolutely brand new absolutely both of yes, them will yes. come into your service absolutely give us an example of a messed up portfolio i want our listeners to understand that you know from someone who does this for a living who yes. literally has a product out there what is a messed up portfolio yeah a messed up portfolio is something that where you have everything and anything under under the roof that okay this guy suggested this let by this so what we looked at like 34 uh, lakh of portfolio with 93 95 stocks in there huh. now how do you clean that you know what is the whole idea of you know sort of uh, achieving any objective somewhere thanks to the social media push and everything you know retail investors are very good in buying but very poor in selling so our biggest challenge you know is that okay let's start cleaning up you know your portfolio let's sell something you know and then there's friction you know in selling those stocks as well but messed up portfolio is something like that right i mean what are you trying to achieve in with 93 stocks probably it's a wholesome game which can one single etf could have solved anyways right so that's the whole idea that uh, uh, we need to like explain educate any sort of individual that uh, the diy investing was great when you were working from home but now it's back to office you know let let some expert like tawaga you know run the show for you uh, you don't find resistance in that because here i am on my great brilliance and intelligence i found 95 stocks <laughs> you woke up one fine day and say sell everything and buy something as dull boring <laughs> and you know non sexy as etf yeah. how does that work yeah so i mean that's that the hard reality actually has to pitch in the the financial education bit like actually kicks in there where you sort of make people understand that uh, what is the end objective and wh- what are you trying to achieve with like 3% or 2% you know stock in your portfolio you know the whole idea that's where some bit of education helps and you know then pr- there are people who like take the advice as well buying selling and everything but yeah selling is really really difficult for retail investors yeah what about debt is debt also included in your thing that is also included yeah How sometimes we see uh, so idea is that some uh, fixed income products we do advise
advice on that as well depending on client's requirements actually it's totally on a use case basis anupam uh, let's say if you have ch- children's marriage next year or something right then of course you can't promise returns on equity or something so you're better off advising as as boring as fixed deposit you know that mm-hmm. park money in fixed deposits rates are good right now and so on and then you know just move on from there uh, do you find any sophisticated people who say that i want a debt etf you know i've got maybe I, i've got mutual funds with no logic yeah. uh, some might be in gsec some might be in short term yes, some might yes. be in corporate credit or whatever and, yeah, yeah and absolutely you, do those, you also those, shift that to etfs yes yes we try to shift as much as to etfs uh, or you know cost saving instruments as possible the biggest friction we get is for gold etf actually where people say that are wife ke paas bahut jewelry hai yaar we don't want to buy gold etf and then we have to make them understand that gold provides stability in your portfolio mm. wise jewelry you're not going to sell but etf you're going to sell you know so those are the things that you know some of the things education side happens but gold etf is the funniest one where hmm. there's a lot of friction of people saying yaar wife ke paas bahut jewelry hai we don't want to buy gold etf and yeah. then there's a reason we like propose you know so gold is integral part of investing in our bucket okay talk to me about etfs which are the you know the broadly the ones that you guys advise because yeah. i know that etfs are all across the board and we spoke about liquidity price discovery price impact stuff like that and there's some etfs which i think we saw in the lockdown bahut aage piche ho gaye us matlab the underlying nav yeah. versus absolutely. the traded price are always just you know i want to talk about the risks out there because folks remember that with etfs and index funds don't carry this risk what happens is that the market price at which you are buying versus the nav the underlying nav of the same etf kind of go to a toss nitin is going to address that query and talk about slightly bigger etfs maybe which are yeah. you know which don't have the problem sure so idea is the with any such etfs you know the the things that we look for while shortlisting them let's say uh, first thing is uh, which fund house is doing that you know uh, how how old are the etfs what is the tracking error history which is available for that etf what is the liquidity are there market makers of those etfs you know to provide that liquidity if not there have been cases when we've gone back to fund house and told them that please appoint them by virtue of sebi's mandate they have to necessarily appoint you know market makers as well uh, so that is one thing which has been taken care of uh, of you know in terms of uh, uh, market maker and liquidity perspective as well so idea is to just you know shortlist those etfs uh, where which are where which where you, these fundamental checkpoints actually you know uh, tick and everything but one biggest thing that one should look at you know while picking up any etfs is that let's say we we advise nasdaq 100 and 100 mon 100 is the ticker now uh, by motilal oswal as one of our etfs you know in in the bucket of advisory that goes out uh, and the whole idea of picking up nasdaq 100 versus hang seng let's say has been you know varied reasons you know of what's the portfolio what will it do to your returns you know what is the risk which is getting added to your returns and so on and that's where our sort of specialization come into picture that we back tested the data for 15 17 years of uh, uh, available data that we had and then looked at the right portfolio right allocations and so on and essentially knocked out you know hang seng totally from our advisory and said that okay for inr depreciation you know sort of hedge for a uh, good quality companies and everything we'll probably pick nasdaq 100 as one of the etfs in our bucket list yeah. so again you know depending on the fund house which fund house is having market makers liquidity and multiple reasons you know how you go about uh, picking up any etfs we changed etfs as well there was one mutual fund very old mutual fund you know where we were having the, their debt etfs i think you know and we moved to some other fund you know so that that exercises we do constantly you know in our journey as well and the good part is that you take all this headache away from oh yeah me. that's that's, that's yeah, where we I charge for our fees yes <laughs> absolutely yes yeah, because folks let's say that you know someone who's listening out here says that i want to make my own i'm a diy etf i mean head explode kind of you know diy etf but all the best to you even if you are a diy etf investor you also need to be very careful which etf you are choosing and nitin spoke about that exactly and then tell me about the procedure okay i'm someone who's coming to your platform for the very first time yeah. how does the process work for me what is onboarding like what is the risk profiling like let's talk about that yeah so lupam uh, idea is that uh, 
when we I started about the journey of Tawaga, the whole idea was that every individual is different and every financial goal is different in terms of risk profile, let's put it this way, right? So let's say you might be very aggressive for a retirement goal in 10 years of time, but your risk profile might be very conservative when you are planning your next holidays for three years, let's say going to Bahamas or so on, right? So that is the level of, you know, sort of difference uh, happens, you know, when we are bucketizing your different financial goals and then, you know, separating on that uh, aspect. So the biggest... Uh, uh, issue that we had was the how how can we leverage technology because I mean we cannot do it like just like a personal finance advisor otherwise our cost will sort of you know hit through the roof and then we'll have to pass it on and so on. So what we do essentially is when we are onboarding the customers we are asking this customer to play a risk market simulation game. Now what it does what it does is that uh, if you are fairly aggressive you know which most people think that they are actually you know so they think they are but when they are playing the game they actually suddenly downgrade themselves to more moderate mm-hmm. or you know conservative sort of an investor and then we get those requests like very often saying that Achha, with Tawaga, we want to play more aggressive portfolios and so on and not being conservative as well. So what we're doing is we are asking the risk simulation in the risk simulation game, we are making sure that people understand that, you know, these instruments carry market risk. There is this, uh, if you play higher risk, you know, you will actually incur losses as well. And then we rank users on a rating of one, two, three, four, five, which is more internal in nature. Now, depending on that, we ask them to set up different goals for different time frames and so on. Once these are done, then we map the retail sort of, you know, broking account, whichever this person has. By virtue of our licenses being RIA, we are obliged to give services for all broker licenses or broker sort of, you know, uh, accounts that people might have. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we have do have our API integrations, tech integrations going into leading brokers in this country. So we advise on those basket of ETS, you know, customer will see those ETS, you know, once they log into their uh, uh, sort of broker account and then they bounce back to Tawaga application where they are going to track it. Okay, folks, so just a reminder on that, like Nitin said, they are a RIA, Registered Investment Advisor. I mean, they're also a tech platform, but they have a SEBI RIA license. Why am I saying this repeatedly like I'm some kind of maniac? It's because you need to know who you are dealing with. Okay, some can just be a platform, some can just be X, Y, Z, product manufacturer. They are an advisor, okay? They charge for what they advise, which brings me to the next obvious question. What is your advice? I mean, what is the fee cost structure? Yeah. So for three years, we have not changed our fees for retail clients. So robo-advisory comes at 600 rupees per customer per annum, irrespective of the number of goals that this person is setting up on our platform. And we are fairly determined that we are not going to change fees on that, you know, for hopefully future and everything, you know, from that perspective. And what is the scope of services here? Uh, here, robo-advisory. Uh, so idea is um, in the Western world, if you look at the services of some of the robo-advisories, they actually knock out human uh, interference in this uh, advisory domain or so on. In India, we have not done that. We are like fairly open that whenever there's a customer query or something if there's a need for our advisor support we provide that as well hmm. let's take a use you know an actual simulation out here i'm someone who comes to you with a portfolio maybe five lakhs i'm a salaried employee my whatever income is whatever 50k a month whatever it is yeah. okay and i'm zero in the sense that i'm literally starting off yeah. so you're going to advise me some etfs and that's going to get into that's my right. i need to have a demat account i'm i assume and or will you take care of that that's right yeah no i mean you can open up a new demat account also uh, okay. through our links you know which we provide there as well we don't get any commission or anything for new demat accounts that are getting opened as well so with a file like portfolio Anupam, the typical use cases is, you know, to make people understand that it's great, you know, you can actually start saving for your personal finance goals buckets. This is what people have not thought about, you know, when they think about investing in markets and so on. So our, our very good use case is somebody saving for their children fees for 800, 1200 rupees SIP per month, you know, next year and the year after that. And that's where people understand that they have to bucketize their financial goals and average user is probably at a three times, you know, uh, financial goals that they are being set up on our platform, different goals, different bucket and different sort of, you know, 
totally savings towards that you know so those things technology solve very beautifully and those are the you know uh, varied you know sort of uh, allocations which can happen as well versus taking that five lakh and advising you that okay invest in this ETF or that ETF while not keeping a track of you know sort of uh, personal finance goals there totally so being SEBI registered RIA this is the personalized uh, touch by virtue of technology that we provide as well that uh, bucketize your goal and then let us do a separate allocation and separate you know recommendations for that what do you not do okay what services do you not provide and I'll tell you where I'm coming from I'll probably give you a little bit more perspective about that you know you wouldn't know about what my background is in in the sense of what let, let's say my priorities are maybe I'm saying something to you maybe I'm not saying something yeah. to you do you guys also take care of that in the sense that do you ask me hey listen you know investments is all fine but mm-hmm. do you even have insurance in place yeah okay let, let's talk about what you don't do yeah which probably our listeners should be aware of yeah so first thing is uh, you know we ask for all the um, let's say all the questions we are very much dependent on that let's say we'll ask you you know what's being your sort of uh, salary annual income number of dependents and then you know you play the risk simulation game combined of those questions we give the risk profiling ratings and so on internally within our systems and so on so what we do not go is verify those details let's say you say your income is 20 lakhs we'll take it for you know that granted we don't verify it the, the you can't also I guess absolutely that's yeah. first thing that we don't do so we have to take everything with a on the face value of it right that includes number of years of investments and some other questions as well that we sort of you know have to like take into consideration second thing is on open by virtue of our licenses we do not touch clients pool of capital so that is one very important factor for us because uh, we do facilitate execution and this is where technology helps us you know to actually facilitate execution but by no way we have access to clients pool of capital our advisory fees is also through separate gateway payment gateway that we collect but very importantly we stay away from touching clients pool of capital right so that is another thing that we do not do what we do not advise is crypto real estate mm-hmm. and some other things as well right where sevi came out with very clear mandate for us that you are you have to keep away from crypto advisory and so unregulated, on but yeah. unregulated space and thankfully you know we never got swayed by that you know in, in our journey as well because there was a time where if you were not advising on crypto mm-hmm. you were the idiot in town but <laughs> you know, we kept away from that as well. Very happy to be an idiot. Yeah, happy to do that. <laughs> Insurance? Uh, we do that, yeah. Some, you some do days, that. Yeah, people come, come for that also. Okay. What happens at the back end, under the hood, yeah. right? Because I'm, you know, once I've started with you, then do I have to do the buy-sell of the ETFs? Yeah. Let's say that, you know, we are into March 2020 and boom, you know, you're telling me that you should put money into any, you know, whatever equity ETF and let's say that I allocate money or whatever. Yeah. What happens under the hood? Yeah. So, very interestingly, uh, Anupam, because in the, when, when I was giving the introduction of Tawaga in the start of this conversation, you know, one of the things which happened, you know, uh, within within Tawaga when we were discussing the workflow with our tech teams and deciding, okay, this is what we should do, this is what we should not do, this is where we should increase include friction points and this and that. Now, robo in engineering parlance is uh, automation that you automate anything, right? Mm-hmm. So what robo advisory does is automates actually everything. So what it does is like you backtested the algorithm that is a one-time exercise, you know, which we did basically. Then we like keep monitoring it as well for. Uh, slippages or whatever happen, happens there. Then there's automation of advice. You, go, you set up the goals, different goals, different advice. Then there's execution of advice, you know, which will actually flow automated, you know, every month. And then you sort of pick up your baskets and execute. We cannot execute on client's behalf, but we facilitate on client's behalf. So which means the client is actually the one who's executing the end advice as well. The place order thing is coming from the client as well. But that happens within the Tawaga app or do I? It is, it is all within the Tawaga app. You, you know, don't so. take me elsewhere. No, no, we don't take you elsewhere. Right? Okay. So that's where the tech integrations come into picture that we have our 
tech integrations going to leading brokers. So that's pretty much, you know, from the user perspective, it's everything happening in the in the app itself. You know? uh, so go on, sorry. Yeah. You... So the, the joke which was, you know, I was talking about that uh. we were discussing, you know, that all this automation and everything into advisory, the idea was that somebody suddenly said, yeah, if everyone robo karega, then what are we And that is true, actually. You know? <laughs> that's the whole idea that you automate everything, you reduce your costs significantly on back of that, and you offer all those benefits directly to retail clients. And hence, 600 rupees flat fee sort of an advisory mm. that, you know, that level of, you know, interference by any human is, is knocked out totally. So it's essentially the tech team and the financial advisory team in the back end which is running and then you just scale it up from there, boom. Okay. <laughs> 600 plus 18% GST, right? It's uh, actually 600 is inclusive of GST. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Do you guys take care of, you know, sudden situations where I say that, hey, I woke up in the morning and my lakh lottery lag gaya, okay? Of course, my listeners, I hope that all of you get this every day of your life. <laughs> Lotteries are tricky. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in a situation like that? I mean, you know, we, um, uh, we've had Anupam users who actually who have, were, 10 were, lotteries, were, were pitching us actually crypto that, you know, hey, you know what, you should also stop this and invest in crypto, actually. <laughs> so, right. so we've seen that cycle, you know, multiple times in our journey and, uh, you know, coming from financial service in the last two decades, you know, we've seen it like obscene number of times happening to us as well. But here in this particular case, it was not a lottery one, but uh, client reverse pitching us that, you know, she was, you guys should buy a crypto as well in your personal portfolios and so on. And uh, yeah. Sad ending, actually. So, do I get access to your advisors? I mean, is there actually yeah. a human being who's sitting and talking with me, or is it all a bot? So, or idea is that as as portfolios become complicated, Anupam, this is where human advisors come into picture. So, we do have a bunch of team, you know, team of guys as well. So, this is where any such complication is actually routed through them. Where we don't have hundred percent tech solution as of today, it's more hybrid, you know, where a, a human advisor is also there to help us out. Okay, last couple of questions, and then standard. Kya lagta hai? Where do you think we're headed? I mean, you know, we are here in the mid of April. 2023 markets are kind of looking stock market that is are looking mm-hmm. kind of up and these days you get more question of which is the best FD to buy mm-hmm. rather than which is the best stock to buy yeah okay mm-hmm. where do you think we are going idea Anupam is uh, I mean continue to remain like I mean with a stock research background continue to remain like very bullish on India long term I think the biggest competition even for Tawaga advisory or anything is uh, FDs and real estate investments and so on, right? Where uh, the demographic advantage that we enjoy as a country, I don't see any risk why people are get so, getting so conservative, you know, that they keep their money parked into bank accounts and real estate and so on. I think next two, three decades, it should explode, you know, by virtue of investments coming into various businesses, be it in startups, be it in equity markets and so on. There are hundreds of like beautiful companies out there doing phenomenal work in the startup universe there are thousands of companies doing exceptionally good work as well you know beyond the headlines that you see in, uh, in the newspapers so if you ask me where's the market market will might remain volatile for a quarter or two but let's say for anybody who's taking a long-term bet on India I think these are best times you know where probably some bit of froth is being cleaned out you know by all all virtue of uh, higher valuations and all those uh, cleanups which had happened in private markets as well it's best time to build you know products best time to start new ventures best time to like invest and look for you know those underdogs who will be become the HDFCs and ICICIs of the future, essentially. Lovely. And what are Tabaga's future plans? Exactly. To scale up advisory, Anupam, I mean, that's where we are very passionate about uh, that uh, when we were building up our sort of, you know, mission statement, we were very clear that we want to democratize it. We don't want to be looked as the these are the wealth managers of the privileged with technology as an edge or something around that. So advisory scale up is something which is a very wide space in this country. Uh, there are no real competitors for us and uh, that's good and bad as well sometimes, you know, but the uh, whole idea is that uh, we continue to remain very passionate about advisory as a universe and we we continue to work on those 
those things you know which will help us scale up this business from where we are fantastic and i wish you guys all the best okay then standard question to all my guests on this show favorite book or any content recommendations to our listeners yeah anupam i i think uh, i'll go slightly off topic here you know there are a lot of people who talk about general books like the monkey business and liars poker you know in our industry of our ex industry you know where we were part of but one of my favorite books uh, you know and this is something that i studied in business school probably i took that book very seriously than other books definitely was valuation by mckinsey you know and uh, hey bhai uh, valuation by mckinsey <laughs> potha de diya matlab listeners yeah, yeah. ko so bhai, ideas, guys all the best with that but hey listen if you can survive i mean if yeah of course if if you can learn from that book then go yeah, on please yeah. sorry go on so idea is uh, i mean if this book you know, as as i remember it and you know i i like really uh, got it from the library started reading it you know as a, as a business school student i was like learning up uh, you know on finance and other stuff as well it started by really you know uh, taking up a small use case of a small company and then talking about what are the instruments of you know investments available to a cfo right it went through the journey of a small company till the time it went to an ipo and that was a chapter wise chapter you know that it was like getting a very formal learning process which was coming into picture as well now mind it uh, anupam just like you i'm not a big fan of social media learning you know i know i have huge respect of you know qualified institutional you know learning setups as well it's a peer group that people learn with it's a good professors uh, that it's good books you know that you learn with as well but this book just stood apart for me in life you know that uh, how i learned about you know various stages of a company what are the instruments available and then just making practical use cases around it and so on and then taking it uh, talk talk about new generation companies and some other things as well if i remember correctly but all time favorite book you know is can't go wrong with that you can't you go can't wrong with that that's <laughs> the kind of book you keep in an office when you're you know Absolutely. You're, if if you're a research analyst and if you're working for a large organization that book is going to be there in your library Absolutely. somewhere you, know, you should you know if <laughs> you should go and read that as much as possible and the best part about the book is you can actually you know read bits and pieces of it come out with some learnings yeah. apply that and especially you know, if, if if you're someone and i guess a lot of people are um these days of making their own valuations on excel that's the book that you want to be reading i mean you know like nitin said both of us have the research backgrounds um, you know we've slogged in that area and valuation by mckinsey is something that you can't go wrong of course <laughs> if you're an individual person thoda mehanga hai right I mean, yeah yeah i think it's 7000 something <laughs> on amazon <laughs> yeah thanks for that thing but hey listen you know it's not like we want to <laughs> encourage you getting that from some other means but i think you know i leave that to the imagination of our uh, very uh, you know very intelligent as part just just get that because i would keep damodaran on my bookshelf you know if i'm doing value I, I I would keep the McKenzie book, and then you know, then of course there's all the other non-fiction type books that you would read. Where are the customers? Yours, stuff like that. Intelligent investor, but for someone of the craft who wants to really sit down seriously into business, then these you know books like Valuation by McKenzie, something that you should definitely be checking out. But that is it. That is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Pesa. My guest Nitin Mathur of Tawaga Robert Advisory Firm. Nitin, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming down, being here, sitting in our studio, and doing this for our listeners. Thanks for having me. And listeners, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. channel where you get to watch the full video episodes you can check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network you can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are IVM podcast on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am your host anubam gupta b50 on twitter and thank you really folks thank you so much for listening to paisa paisa No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.